It's Wednesday, October 9th, and this is episode number four of the Louisiana Dynasty Podcast. This is Andrew. I'm joined again by Hayden uh, from Velvet Thunder. Uh, and this week we have a new guest. We have Hunter, who's the owner of Fade to Black. How are you doing today, Hunter? What's going on, man? Be Glad to be on. Yeah, glad to have you. So uh, since uh, Hayden and I haven't got a chance to meet you, I think Brandon's the only one that, that knows you personally. I thought maybe you could int- introduce yourself to the league and tell us a little bit about like how you got into fantasy. Yeah, man, that's not a problem. Um, basically, my name is Hunter McDaniel, but you will hear Brandon or other people call me as Weewa. I am from a small town called Weewa, Hitchcock, Florida, which is right beside Panama City. And if you know Brandon, uh, me and him really started with Penske Truck leasing together and through some rental meetings and such, uh, kind of coming up in 2018. Got to know each other, went to a Braves game together, uh, just started you know, just figuring out how much we really enjoyed fantasy and sports in general. Um, it was kind of cool because he introduced me to the Yahoo Fantasy Podcast, which I now live by it's religiously on the huh. day home, on the ride home. I listen to them and uh, get as much advice and stuff as I can from those guys. And being able to be on this podcast is a, it's a pretty big deal, man. It's just good stuff. Well, we appreciate the flattery. Uh we try our best. <laughs> so, uh, so what what do you think about the dynasty league so far? Is, is this just the first dynasty you've been in? So, this is the second dynasty I am in. This is the first dynasty that is basically like I don't have like I have four keepers or less in my uh, in my other dynasty. If you keep no, if you keep nobody, you get as many picks as uh as you want in the draft. It's not a rookie draft; it's a redraft. So, this is uh this is interesting. I was talking to Brandon today, and I was, you know, I wish now that I wouldn't have grabbed some of the older guys like I did, but I feel like if I had a better idea, just saying, all right, this is who I'm going with, um, it would have been different, but you know what? In the end, I'm still happy with my team, and I just like to compete. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all learning. I think for a lot of us, this is either the first time we've done Dynasty or either, you know, the second year for some of us that started another one. Uh so yeah, it's it's a learning process. It's it's tough to balance the the age and and the youth and determining if you're going to go for it now or play for the future and all that. Um, so tell us about your team name, uh, Fade to Black. Where'd that come from? All right. So a big thing about me is I am an avid follower of wrestling. Mm. Um, I'm a big big time fan of WWE and most recently AEW. For my whole entire life. Some people think it's a little cheesy, a little dumb, but man, I've been to WrestleMania. Um, I go to live events, Monday Night Raws, Friday Night Smackdowns. I've been to mainly everything. And uh, there was a wrestler. I went to an NXT show, a developmental show, and he has kind of this new age Undertaker look. If you kind of know who the Undertaker yeah. was, just really impressive, man. He just, his, uh, his name is Aleister Black. 
And his finisher is fade to black. He does this little spin around kick and kicks people upside the head. <laughs> and man, when I saw him just knocking everybody out live right there in the ring and the intensity of the crowd, I've actually named majority uh, of my teams fade to black that I follow with. If you remember me from the baseball league that I did win this year on yeah. that team, yeah, fade to black as well. <laughs> I defended uh, defended against the good old Billy Badasses and held them off through the last week. So. Yeah, he, he had a good he had a good team in that league. Man, your team yeah, your was team was stacked. All all about strategy, you know. And I and that when I took Goldsmith right to start with, thinking that he was gonna have a bigger year than he did, but I look at it in the end, and you know, it was just enough players doing the right things week to week, and it uh it won me a championship. And I hope this is what I do the same thing in football, or at least in the years to come. You know, just learn what to do and grow from there. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, all right, we'll, uh, we'll move into the trades. Uh, there were a ton of trades since we did the last episode, so we're going to only talk about the ones that involve the bigger name players. Uh, so if we skip over your trade, uh, sorry, but <laughs> there, there was a ton this week. I think there was eight or nine trades in the last week. Uh, so we'll, we'll go in chronological order. I'll, I'll read them off and, and get y'all's thoughts on them. Uh, first, we had Billy Badasses and Lavender and Cream. Uh, Badasses got DJ Chark, uh, and Andre got Dante Pettis and two 2021 second rounders. Hayden, what would you think about that? Uh, well, right now, it looks like, uh, I mean, DJs look good for, I well, I haven't paid attention to him that much. I know this past week he did super good. Um, I don't know as far as, like, on the season where he's ranked compared to other receivers. But, I mean, uh, and then Pettis had all the hype before the season started. Um, and he really hasn't – I mean, he hasn't done a lot this year. But um, – and then two second-rounders. I mean, I don't think – I know Andre talked about uh, selling his guys on the last podcast for picks. So, I mean, he got what he wanted with two picks. And then, um, I mean, Billy got DJ, who's been – what does that say? Is he number five, number five in PPR? So, uh, I'd say he got a pretty good return for that. Hunter, what do you think? Man, I'm going to be completely honest with you all. Uh, DJ Chark, if you remember week one of the season, Nick Foles' first touchdown pass in the exact play he – broke his collarbone on was a deep pass to DJ Chark for the touchdown. Um, I believe that Keenan McCardell has put a lot of time into this kid, hyped him up in the pre um, I am in I'm a diehard Jack Jaguar fan. Okay. And uh, I believe DJ Chark there for at least the next three to five years for Jacksonville. It's going to come down the end this year. Uh, Billy Badass has made him there to win now and to solidify his team. Man, how, does Jacksonville continue rolling, or do they get to that part where they're going to hand the ball off for a couple halves and slow down? I, I have some shares of DJ in some other leagues. I'm excited about it, so I think Billy Badass has made a pretty good move here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he, he's definitely been surprising to me. I mean, I, I'm an LSU fan, and I never would have dreamed that, you know, that Chark would be a, even a, a top two or three receiver for a team in the NFL. I think he he's developed a lot with – um, you know, in, in the role he's in, he's in a good situation, getting the steady targets. So it's surprising. He's a great athlete. Uh, I think, you know, part of the reason he's ranked so high right now is he has five touchdowns through five weeks. So 
I'm sure that'll regress a little bit, but I think as of now, it's hard not to say that Billy didn't win that trade. Um, but we'll see. It seems like everything he touches turns to gold right now. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Next, we had haters gonna hate. Got Philip Dorsett, a twenty twenty first, twenty twenty third, and a twenty twenty one third for AJ Green and Nelson Aguilar from Giant Failures. Um, this one is interesting uh, to me. This one really comes down to how much does AJ green have left? Um, I guess, you know, with giant failures, he's banking on green coming back this year and having at least another year or two of, you know, his, his normal self. Do, do y'all think that's realistic? Uh, you go, go ahead, Hunter. You can say, man, I, to be honest with you, in my opinion on this one is the AJ, the new AJ green owner. If he comes back and a uh, hot rod, the Red Rock and Andy Dalton start speeding the ball to him. You sell high on the end of the year and you flip his pick again. Let's just be straight up about it. Um, AJ Green is gunning for agency of being. He is very injury prone. A few weeks off of him, great job. If you flip him and make more, even better job on this trade. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And then it's, it's just like what Andrew said. Um, I mean, if you think. Whatever you, th- I mean, obviously, uh, who is that? Is that Tyler? Is Giant Failures Tyler? Yeah, he thinks that, you know, AJ can. Is it is a high risk, high reward? Is what it is. So I mean, he's. I mean, if he's going for it, uh, trying to win this year, uh, then, I mean, definitely. I mean, AJ could be back to being a top ten receiver, or he could be back to being hurt all the time. Or I mean, he's a wild card for sure. So um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Agreed. Let's see, next we had Storm Coopers and Giant Failures again. Storm Coopers got Christian Kirk and a 2021st. Uh, Giant Failures got Mark Ingram, 2021 first and 2021 second. Mm. Um, Ingram's interesting to me because, I mean, it, I, I guess you have to take what he's done at, for what it's worth and, and, and assume that he, that's who he is the rest of the season. I mean, he's he's an older running back, so – in a dynasty, I don't know how much long-term value he has. So, it, to me, on the surface, it looks like Tyler just go, making a stand saying, I, I want to run him back to win now, um, and then taking a later first-round pick back from John Calvin. Yeah. What do you think, Hunter? Man, I like I said, I'm I'm the owner of Mark Ingram's quarterback, and he's probably going to be my – my Michael Vick 2.0 for the rest of this dynasty for me, as long as it can last. Um, I hope that Lamar feeds him the ball, but doesn't hand it off. I hope it's a couple little quick screens, hopefully for some touchdowns, and that would benefit from my team as uh, as well as this team here that owns him. Um, in the Christian Kirk side of it, man, there's a young receiver there that I am big on, and I started him last week and it didn't pay off, but Keyshawn Johnson from Fresno State, undrafted free agent. I, I saw him in the preseason. I saw him play in college. I'm big on him, and if he can just mirror what Christian Kirk can do and break out, I feel like we got a good combo post Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona with Kyler throwing the ball. So Christian Kirk can benefit from a rise in other receivers that can draw attention from better corners and, and safeties pulling in. So I don't know. This is a, this is a tricky trade. 
Yeah, no, definitely with you on the Kirk thing. Uh, once Larry's out of there, uh, I mean, all those the targets are going somewhere, and he already gets you know a decent amount. And then, like you said, uh, you know, with um, Johnson and, and then the guy Isabella. I mean, has I don't even know if Isabella's played that much this year. He's been inactive a few weeks. Yeah. So no, yeah, Kirk looks good, especially for long term. Um, I mean, I'd rather have Ingram for this year just because. You know, he's looked good in that offense. Um, so, yeah, just Tyler again, you know, going for winning now. And then he's getting a couple picks for 2021, too. So, I mean, I think it's a good trade for both sides. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty fair. All right. So, next we had – the last two were the two big ones. So, obviously, we had the uh, the earthquake heard – the shot heard around the world when uh, Shelby put Zeke on the market. And it didn't take long for him to find the trade partner. He got uh, on Johnson, J.D. McKissick, and a 2021st from Andre uh, for Zeke and Pollard. Um, I know Shelby, you know, in the message, he said that, uh, you know, he, he was looking for a younger running back, and, and he got that 2021st from Andre, who is winless right now. So, it, you know, that, that could be a, a really high – pick in, in, in the rookie draft. Um, do we think that Shelby could have gotten more for Z? Uh, I, probably so. Um, I can't hate too much, though, because I did try to get Kirion from Andre like two weeks ago. Um, I think I mean, I think Kirion's good, um, especially now is I think, you know, CJ Anderson's gone, so his snap share has gone up a lot since they got rid of him. Um, so yeah, I think he probably could have got more, but I mean, I always say if you like a guy, then go and get him, you know. So if Shelby likes uh Johnson a lot, then I mean, I can't really say anything about it. So, uh, what do you think, Hunter? On this one, I'm gonna go. This is a dead even trade for me for the fact that the Cowboys started off the beginning of the year playing uh the trash pandas each week and (laughs) any other bad name you can think of. And, you know, Zeke stood out a few times, but what they're going to do with Zeke Elliott going forward is feed him to, if they can get a lead, they're going to feed him to run clock out and realistically carry on Johnson. The way I've seen him in the games with Matthew Stafford, he's hit or miss, but when he's hit, they're throwing him the ball and he's breaking off big runs. He'll, He'll have three one-yard gains and he'll break off a 35-yard run. Um, realistically, grabbing J.D. McKissick is just as is just as valuable as Tony Pollard in it and the first rounder. I'm gonna go out and say no. I think he, I think this trade was what it was meant to be, and everyone was was equal here. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I think it's a good trade. I think you know when, when it's kind of dangerous to say, oh, he could have gotten more, but you know that was probably the best offer that that he got and. Uh, Carrion's obviously really talented. I think if he was, you know, if that offensive situation improves a little over time, then sky's the limit with him. He's he's really good. So, yeah, I actually like the trade too. Uh, last one we had was also Shelby, and this happened uh, just earlier today. Um, I got Le'Veon Bell from Shelby for Tevin Coleman and my 2021st. Uh this one, me and Shelby were joking, texting back and forth. It was the quickest, I think, negotiation I've ever had for a trade. I texted him and, and asked if he'd be interested, and like two seconds later, he said deal. And then we had the deal like 
uh, approved on the site like two minutes later. Huh. Uh, what, what, what do y'all think about the trade? Um, yeah, uh, so I think, I don't know. I mean, Bell, I'd rather, obviously, you'd rather Bell than Coleman right now. Um, I know the 49ers look good and their offensive line is super good, but he's still splitting carries. And even if, you know, even if Breida got hurt, you know, they still put in, uh, old Colonel Mustard in there. So, uh, but, and then the Jets, I mean, their offensive run blocking wise, I know their offensive line is terrible, but Bell still gets, you know, he gets so much volume. It doesn't really matter for him because even if he, he could get, 15 carries for 40 yards, but then he's going to catch six to eight passes. So, um, especially with Darnold coming back, you think, I mean, there's just going to be more scoring opportunities for him. Um, so, but then again, I mean, then Shelby gets a 2021st back. So, if he thinks that, you know, he can capitalize in the draft and get a, a stud rookie, then I guess, you know, he could definitely make up for it for the, for the long term anyway. I'm going to say – in this trade that, man, it's, it's hard to look at one of these because you're like, how did he get Le'Veon Bill for that? But <laughs> this may be next year when we're sitting here looking at it and you see this rookie pick, that first rounder, and it grabs that break. It grabs the next Saquon Barkley or it grabs the next Alvin Kamara. And you're like, you know what? In the moment, yeah, it, it kind of looks bad, but in the, in the end of it, it's going to work out. In the, in the long run, it may work out. So, being the new Le'Veon Bell owner, I'm going to tip my cap to you. And if you ever want to put him on the trade block, I'll throw anything your way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me is I, I wanted to, I wanted to try to find a running back that was guaranteed volume. And I think he's, you know, with that giant contract he just signed, you know, no matter how bad they're doing or he's doing, I think he's pretty locked into his volume. And, uh I think that's hard to find. There's only a handful of other guys you could say that about. Uh, I know. So Shelby has three. I think Shelby has three first round picks now. Uh, so, you know, chances are that one of at least one of those will probably be a high pick, and he could have a, another young stud player to add to his team. So, uh, with that, I wanted to, to just kind of remind everyone that for the rookie picks. There for the six teams that don't make the playoffs, there's going to be a lottery. The six picks owned by the teams that don't make the playoffs. So the way B laid it out, um, if you finish last, uh, you would have six chances. So if it, everyone has their names in a hat and we're drawing for the first pick in the draft, if you finish last, you would have your name in there six times. And 11th would be five and so on. If you finish seventh, you only have one. So, doing the math on that, if you finish last, you have a 28% chance of getting the first pick. And if you finish seventh, it's a f- uh, almost a 5% chance. So, just wanted to remind everyone that finishing last doesn't guarantee you a high pick. Like right. you, you have a 75% chance of not having the first pick. Um, still the best odds, but it's, it's not great odds. So, I, I think that's a good thing to kind of discourage – complete tanking um, because you could throw your season away and still end up with a, you know, and not end up with, with a really high end pick. Uh, All right. Well, with that, I guess we'll move into the recaps from last week. Uh, We'll start off with Billy Badass is defeating Brandon, the commissioner. Hmm. Uh, 
love the game. Yet again, I mean, I think we like Billy said in the in the group chat. We pick against him all the time, and he always seems to find a way to <laughs> to pull it out. Uh, McCaffrey is the the one man wrecking crew. It seems like with the pace he's on, he's going to win him games almost by himself. But uh, Hayden, was there anything from that one that stood out to you? Uh, you have it up. Let's see, Billy and Brandon. I, know, I can never navigate this. What about you, Hunter? You can go first. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm right here with him. I'm trying to get it all pulled up. And see. <laughs> yeah, this I'm not using these. We go. It's hard to go back to the last week. You have to pull up the current week and then go to the era. But, all right, we got it now. Um, Billy yeah. Badass is one one sixty nine to one fifty. Uh, like I said, McCaffrey had forty seven, so his pace is unreal right now. Clearly, the number one <laughs> player in fantasy. Um, I think other than that. Uh, like we talked about Chark already. Um, looks like Waller finally came back down to down to earth with a with a seven point nine. Hayden, um, what do you think? Uh, well, I think it came down the Monday night, right? Wasn't it Odell against? Oh yeah. Uh, it was Odell against Kittle, basically. Um, and then I mean Odell did nothing again, and then Kittle had a big game, so. Uh, it was, I mean, they both had good scores. I mean, it's just Billy once again kind of <laughs> branding his name on the league, letting <laughs> everyone know what he's about. So, uh, but yeah, that's it for me. You got you find it yet, Hunter, or no? I'm going to be honest with you. I can't pull it back <laughs> up. I'm back to week five. I can see this current week's matchups. But uh, let's just draw off that, man. I'm going to go back and – DJ Chark, one more time. That was that yeah. was great. Bag didn't pull it out, but Gardner Minshew, Uncle Rico, as recently named in the league, um, he's finding him, and uh, he's he's made Diddy Westbrook a side note, and James O'Shaughnessy towards ACL, um, so he's out, which that's another player on my team. Mm-hmm. But um, the, by the way, I would like to mention that I dropped Gerald Everett for him, so I do I do apologize and thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Picking him up, so hopefully you start him every week. But um, so yeah, DJ Chark, man, it's a big deal. Yeah, big big win for Billy. I think so. I think he's first in the standings right now. So off to off to a really hot start. Uh, I guess we'll go to your matchup next, Hunter, where you lost to uh, Blue Gum Banditos, Jacob, one forty two to ninety five. Uh, not not the best week. For your lineup, what uh, what do you think went wrong? Welcome to the worst fantasy manager of the week, uh, as said <laughs> by the report. Here's what I'm going to go by this, and I'll let you guys roast me all you want. Lamar Jackson having three picks. I watched the game, watched Mason Rudolph get lit up and knocked out. I'm going to tell y'all, Lamar did not have a good game. In- yeah, I think this is probably with zero. I mean, that's just – you put players in the lineup expecting and when they don't produce, you say, okay, when's next week start? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I would say – let me see. 142. Uh, yeah, the Olsen thing's bad. Um, 
Let's see. I saw you had Michael Gallup on your bench. I told Brandon I took Michael Gallup out 15 minutes before uh, the Sunday game kicked off at the 12 o'clock games and uh, put Keyshawn back in. That hurts. Yeah, I, I'm a big Gallup fan for for the future. I think I think you have a good one uh, going forward. It seems like that offense is clicking, and, and he's the clear cut number two. But uh, but yeah, that that sucks to have the big score on the bench. Yeah, and then uh, fence is scored negative this week. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then and then that defense that Jacob traded for once again putting up 20 points. So it's, <laughs> that trade ended up not too bad for him. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah, but but you know, y'all both y'all are both still in the hunt. Uh looks like you're two and three now, so definitely not out of it. Um Jacob's three and two. I think he is now uh leading my division with me and Matt. Uh so I guess he's probably feeling good right now. Uh let's see. So next we'll go on to Hayden's matchup. Uh Velvet Thunder beat Lavender and Cream. Uh Poor Andre is now 0 and 5. That's got to hurt. Uh, Aiden, walk, walk us through this one. Uh, yeah, so it kind of got off to a bad start with the Thursday night game because he had Russell Wilson. Um, and he put up 38 points. So I was a little worried after that. Um, and then even throughout the, you know, Sunday, um, my players weren't doing a whole lot until. <laughs> Uh, the Atlanta game, of course, with Will Fuller, uh, put up 53 points. So that was definitely helpful because I had a bunch of guys that, I mean, they just did okay. I mean, a lot of my players were under 10 points, which is not good. Um, but so Will Fuller and then uh, Monday – it came down to Monday night for me too. I had Brita against his Dante Pettis and Jarvis Landry. And uh, Brita put up 28, so that's kind of how I got that W. Yeah. Anything to add, Hunter? I've got one question for you. I just want you to answer because I like getting into the minds of everyone. You have <laughs> Jalen Sam- You have Jalen Samuels and you have Naheem Hines. Knowing that James Conner and Marlon Mack had questionables going into the game, why would you choose Jalen Samuels over him? What What was your reasoning for that? Well, I thought they were going to do a lot more of that Wildcat like they were doing last week. Mm-hmm. So I thought. And then I wish, I almost wish that, because Connor, yeah, Connor was questionable and then he ended up playing. Um, and then Mac was questionable. And I just figured, I figured Jalen was guaranteed more touches than Mac. I mean, not Mac, than Hines. So especially if they were doing the Wildcat. Um, and I mean, obviously just. It was a bad decision on my part. I should have just went. I was between – I mean, before the game started, I was between it a lot. I could not decide. Um, I just ended up, I mean, getting with Samuel. So, luckily, it didn't hurt me too bad. I still was able to win. But Oh, yeah. It's uh, just I'll, I'll look at things when I go back in week to week, and I'm like, you know, what why, What were other people thinking? Because I did the same thing with Gallup versus Keyshawn. I said, yeah. will Gallup actually even play? And guess what? He balled. So, uh-huh. I just – Asking people questions, man. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's hard it's hard making those decisions. They drive me crazy. Yeah. All right. So next we'll go to my game where I beat uh Matt. Hater's gonna hate. Uh 
put up a whopping 233 to 102. So uh, I can't even imagine how Matt felt after this. It had to be extremely embarrassing to get <laughs> such a thorough ass whooping. Uh, to get more than doubled, I mean, on, on the highest level, has got to be pretty rough. <laughs> but no, I, I think I just had a perfect storm of everybody having maybe their best week of the year. Um, I don't. I only had one. Uh, MVS had two point eight. I mean, other than that, everybody had a great week. So um, it, it actually kind of sucks in a way when you score that much when you didn't need it because it would have been nice to spread some of those huge weeks around and on, on other weeks when, when I need a little bit more from other guys, but uh, yeah, big, big week. Um, so I thought maybe we talk more about Matt's team. Um, only, only putting up the one Oh two. I know he's traded away a few players for picks in next year's draft. Do we, do we still think he can compete with the team he has right now? what you think, Hunter? I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to look at this team now, and I'm going to say eight weeks in week eight, um, he has to decide will he give up more or does he hold on to his key pieces and just fight this out and scraps for some. Like you said, with the lottery now, it changes my view on a few things. Um, thank you, God, for Leonard Fournette touching the end zone this week. That's beautiful. <laughs> um I like DJ Moore as well, man. Um, there's a guy later that I want to bring up his name um, in another segment that I'm not going to yet. But I like DJ Moore, but I'm expecting, I don't know, just expecting some other things. Um, Jamison Crowder sitting here looking at that, that three-point spread. Until Sam Darnold gets back, good luck. That's all I can say. Luke Falk is not at Washington State anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm with you. You know, he's kind of in the in between right now. Um, but like you said, yeah, I like DJ, especially for Dynasty. DJ Moore, um, you know, he, he still has some good pieces. Um, so I guess, yeah, we'll just have to see if he decides to sell. You know, the those big name players for even more picks or younger guys, or you know, just see what he does. But I mean, I don't think his team is so bad that he can't compete at all. Um, he, I mean, he's two and three, so he still has a chance to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, we're all bunch of us are two and three. He's got he's got Darius Slayton uh, on the bench. I'm going to let y'all know, I don't feel Sterling Shepard, who's on my team, will play the next two weeks. Um, Darius Slayton needs to be put in that lineup and rolled, man. Uh, end of the year kind of thing. I mean, you got Hunter Renfro there. You haven't heard his name yet, but – if the Raiders hang around and John Gruden gets a little ballsy, Hunter Renfro may be a factor. You don't know. It's true. It's true. Yeah, you never know. We'll uh, we'll see how that turns out. I'm in Matt's division, so I selfishly I kind of hope that he decides to kind of punt on the year and, and make make winning my division a little easier. But time time will tell. So next we had our first, uh, or at least. I think the first successful reverse curse. So we like to give credit where credit's due. And I think the podcast deserves a lot of credit in Alex's win over Shelby's fart boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we all, we all picked uh, Alex to lose. And of course, like we always say, he, he pulled out the win uh, 150 to 108. Uh, to me, I think the most exciting part as a saints fan was watching uh, Teddy Bridgewater go nuts on Tampa mm -hmm. uh, Four touchdowns. I mean, he looked incredible. Uh, I don't know if that's 
a one-off type game, if that's just a play in Tampa at home type, you know, perfect storm situation, but he looked incredible. Um, Shelby had a stinker. Looks like, you know, Rivers only putting up six points between your quarterback is hard. Um, Keenan Allen had, I think, his first bad game. Um, Sammy Watkins got hurt. So, oh, a pretty rough week for, for Shelby's team. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think – I still think – well, I guess two of these players he doesn't have anymore. <laughs> uh, but like you said, yeah, Rivers – I mean, that, that Denver pass defense is still super good. Um, I can't remember. I saw something about – a stat about their past defense. I can't remember now. And then walk. I guess Watkins got hurt in the game, huh? Or did he just not get any catches? Yeah, he pulled his groin. He got hurt. I think he's questionable for for this week too. Uh, okay. So yeah, just I mean, and then Alex's defense put up thirty six. So uh, just a bad week for Shelby, and then a you know pretty good week for Alex. So they're both three and two now. So pretty good records. Yeah, my my quick comment on that is uh Devontae Freeman, it's time to wake your ass up because <laughs> Falcons are are in trouble. Um I can see Devontae Freeman not being a Falcon after this year and them grabbing a new running back and trying to bolster that line. So uh Fart Boy needs to decide if that's a guy he wants to keep on his team or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a been a rough start for them. I, I feel like every game so far they've been down two or three touchdowns at halftime, and then they spend the whole second half just chunking the ball. Uh, so, yeah, rough, rough times for Freeman owners. But let's see. We have one one more game. We had Storm Coopers beating Giant Failures. Mm. Uh, Storm Coopers had a really good week, 188, and they are now both three and two. Uh, I, will, I do want to say – I can't remember who said it, but on this podcast <laughs> last week, we did say that Watson would put would put up fifty points. So I'm gonna give us a little, a little credit on that one. Yeah, uh, good call. I guess we knew the Falcons were terrible, and they lived up to how bad they really are. So I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> um, I guess one thing I'm trying to think. Hopkins again. I mean, he ended up with fifteen. But he still hasn't – I think he had, week one he had a big game. I think so. Uh, but other than that, you know, 9, 12, 8, and 15, I mean, it's not terrible. But, you you know, you expect a little more from Hopkins, especially him being a first-round pick. Um, and probably – I don't know if he was the first receiver taken. He probably was first receiver taken in this. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be – obviously, he's still a stud, so – uh, but no, he's still uh, not quite putting up the consistent. You know, cl- he usually put up close to twenty points every week, so still not quite there yet. But yeah, we had a huge week from Aaron Jones. Looks like with the, with the four touchdowns, that's incredible. Uh, I do want to ask Connor. I want to ask you. So it looks like for Giant failures, we had Eckler still put up another big week. He had twenty three. Um, how do we think the Eckler and Gordon pair will shake out for the rest of the year? Look right there at that stat line, man. I was literally going to bring it up. You are a mind reader. Uh, <laughs> out of 15 out of 16 receptions for 86 yards, and he fumbled. Um, that's going to show you one thing for Austin Eckler. 
Uh, and even Justin Jackson. Don't write Justin Jackson off out of the offense. You know, this, they're kind of pulling a, a, a 49ers type look here. Um, Melvin Gordon's still not where he needs to be. Austin Eckler is a phenomenal receiving back. He reminds me of Danny Woodhead 2.0 right now. Danny Woodhead was a streamer two or three years ago that a lot of people wanted in the lineup. Um, I think you stream Austin Eckler, and there's still a chance Melvin Gordon could get hurt or or say, I, I didn't need to come back. So Eckler's really solid. Um, yeah. I do think that he needs to start Gardner Minshew over Jimmy G, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not a bad pairing to have. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Chargers handle handle that split because you, I mean, with as well as Eckler's played, I imagine they're probably fine thinking that he'll be the long term guy and they'll let Gordon walk after this year. But uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. So all right, so next we'll do our predictions for this week. Um, and we'll we'll try to just run through these really fast just to try to save time. Uh, we'll start off with my game. So Hungry Hungry Hufflepuffs against Brandon's Meth Gators. And I'm going to pick myself because I think my new strategy is just going to be to always pick myself <laughs> no matter what. So I'm going to go with the Hufflepuffs. Uh, yeah, so I am actually going to go on the other end, and I'm going to go with the commissioner here, and I'm going to pick Brandon this week. Yep, I'm going to go with the Alabama Meth Gators. Kyler Murray has a 25-plus game. Chris Thompson, Chris Carson, the Chris boys are going to carry his team Mm -hmm. this week. Nice, I like that. Well, I I just saw the Kyler, these quarterback plays Atlanta at home, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling so great about my pick, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Um, let's see. So next we have Storm Coopers against Hayden's Velvet Thunder. I'm going to go Storm Coopers. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, John Calvin has a good team. And, uh, you know, I've been picking myself every week. And I always say – every time that I pick myself. So, again, I'm going to pick myself and go with Velvet Thunder again. Um, I am going Storm Coopers. I like our oh. little jab forth about Nick Chubb um, and our matchup. But uh, my keys here, Mike Williams uh, against Pittsburgh and Nuke are both going to have big games for Storm Coopers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, next, we'll go with Billy Badasses, king of the league, against uh, Andre's winless Lavender and Cream. Uh, to me, you know, on paper, this seems pretty obvious. Uh, the Billy is bad. He's tough to beat. I'm going Billy Badasses in this one. Uh, yeah, you you would hope eventually for Andre he could get a win, but I'm with you there. I think I'm going to go with Billy. So, I know this is going to be a wrong pick. But uh, I believe that the Miami Dolphins beat the Redskins this week, and I believe Lavender and Cream beats the Billy Badasses. Oh, nice. Nice. I don't know if Andre will be happy with that or not, because if you would have picked him, he would have the official reverse curse, which would have guaranteed a win. But, you know, that's all right. (laughs) You never know. I might be the one in the chain here. Yeah, you never know. Uh, So let's go with Golden Gods against Matt's Haters Gonna Hate. Hayden, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've picked haters going to hate to win yet this year. 
uh, and I'm going to keep up with that, and I'm going to go with the Golden Gods again. I am Golden Gods, and my keynote here was a man, a bad man named Travis Kelsey. Mm. Yeah, I like that pick. I think for me, it's tough. I I agree. I think Kelsey's probably due for that monster blow-up game, and and that could be the difference. Uh, But also, Matt is starting Josh Rosen, which I can't imagine anything worse, I think. You could argue that maybe taking a zero is better. <laughs> so I'll go with uh, the Golden Gods also. And then next we'll do Fart Boy and your Fade to Black team. So Hunter, why don't you start us off? Um, I'm Clearly, I'm going to pick myself. I never know if I'll ever be on the podcast again. So I'm <laughs> definitely going with Fade to Black. Here's my key, though, to my win. David Johnson must play. The Falcons must figure out how to let him run all over the field. If David Johnson puts up a 30-point game, I think I can get 15 across the board, and uh, I can I can beat Fart Boy. Um, and by the way, wake up, Zach Ertz. Start catching a few more footballs like he used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have to go against you here, Hunter, and I'm going to go even with – I know he traded away Zeke. And I guess I did make this pick before the bell trade. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's true. Mm. You know what? I think now, after after that trade, I'm going to go with Hunter instead of Farboy. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick you as well, Hunter. Fade to black. I think Shelby is going to really miss his boy Le'Veon this week. Uh Coleman does have, a, I think, a pretty good matchup against the Rams. That could be a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, but I think the co- your combo of David Johnson and Chubb is going to be too much. So, I'll take – Are you starting Edmonds this week, by the way? Yeah, I am starting Edmonds this week. <laughs> I have – my running back core is not very deep, and I have uh, Josh Jacobs on a bye. So, I'm starting Edmonds. Interesting. Throw me out a trade offer. I have a man named Duke Johnson sitting on my bench. Well, yeah, well, maybe maybe we can work something out. That was for everybody in the podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take take your chance. Advertise your guys. Um, so let's see. We got one left. We have uh, Blue Gum Banditos against Giant Failures. I'm going with Giant Failures in this one. Um, it, it's tough. I think this one's probably one of the more – even matched, even though Sleeper has Giant Failures as a huge favorite. Um, he has Tyreek. Uh, Jacob has Tyreek in his lineup right now. I'm not sure if he's going to actually come back this week or not, and that, that could make a big difference. But I'm assuming that he's not going to play as of now, and I'm going to take Giant Failures. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Giant Failures as well. I think you know, Ingram plays – the Cincinnati Bengals, which, you know, he could have a huge game there. Uh, and then he has Eckler, Julio, um, Aaron Jones again. So, I think, uh, yeah, I think I have I might have to go with giant failures here. Um, I went giant failures as well. My two keys in this, like I did for most everybody. I think Aaron Jones keeps rolling. Um, and I expect the Pats' defense to score 15 or plus points. Mm, nice. Against New York Giants. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think they're the far and away the number one defense so far. Uh, 
on Sleeper, it says they're the number ten overall <laughs> score, which is insane. So they've been they've been a difference maker at defense. Uh, all right, so for for our previous picks, the only thing I'll say is Alex went four and two last week, so he is the uh, leader by a lot. <laughs> Uh, all the all the rest of us that have picked have done pretty terrible, um, and I'm in last place. I've only got five out of my 18 picks right, so pretty terrible. But still early in the year, there's time to turn that around. Uh, hopefully, we hopefully we start the the journey back to the top this week. All right, so now we'll do the new segment, and this was uh, Hunter's idea. I think is a good one. Um, we're going to each give a breakout player. So somebody who's maybe had a rough start to the year, or a rough couple of weeks that we think is going to come back this week and, and have a really strong week. So Hunter, you want to start us off, man? And if I take one from you guys, let me know. Cause I had a list. I flipped a coin. I'm going with the man I spoke of earlier in the DJ more point. This has got to be Curtis Samuels week to make all those fantasy people. Right have him a big two-touchdown game, maybe even get three or four carries. I'm going Curtis Samuel needs to wake up this week. Yeah, I think I think that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with a bigger-name guy, um, Odell Beckham. He had, I don't even think he had that one big week earlier in the season, but that whole Browns offense has been a train wreck for most of the season. But I think just you factor in how much money they have tied into him, and I, I still think Baker is a, is a good quarterback. I'm not sure how great he is, but I think they're going to force feed Odell this week just to try to keep him happy because it seems like an ego like that is a ticking time bomb if if they keep going down the route that they're on. So I, I think Odell has a huge week. Yeah, so I'm going to go with – maybe this is wishful thinking, but I'm going to go with my boy Stephon Diggs. Uh, I know Minnesota loves to run the ball, even, even but besides last week when they threw a ball. But unfortunately, it was mainly feeling. Um, but they play the Eagles, whose secondary is god awful. Um, it could, you know, I think the Eagles' offense is good enough to score on Minnesota's defense. So uh, I think it might be a decently high-scoring game. I don't think it'll be anything crazy, but you know, I still think Diggs is super talented. Um, and so I think he's going to be able to take advantage of the Eagles corners all day. So I'm going to go with Diggs here. Yeah, I think it, I think it might be a little wishful, wishful thinking on that one, but someone as talented as as him, you have to imagine he'll at least catch a bomb maybe in in one game soon. Yeah. Uh, But as the Thielen owner, I hope that we just keep shoveling the targets to Thielen and (laughs) keep him happy. Yeah. All right, so last thing, we're going to do the like the guessing game segment again, but this time Hayden put it together. So Hayden will have a question for, for us and me, and uh, me and Hunter will play along. Mm. Yeah, that's right. All right, boys, here we go. So this is just a little trivia. So I have the first one um, for y'all is I want y'all to name the top five quarterbacks in rushing yards. So y'all can each. I'll let uh, I'll let Hunter go first, and he can name one. But yeah, there's Lamar the top five. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, Lamar is number one. 
Uh, so there you go. Andrew, who do you think? Do we get like three strikes? It's a pretty easy one. So I'll, you get two strikes. <laughs> okay. Um, I will go with. I wanted to say Josh Allen, but is he is he missed time? No, he did not. He played last week after uh, passing uh, concussion protocol. Okay. Well, I'll go Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. So Josh Allen is number three in rushing yards. Russell Wilson. No, Russell did not make Damn. the top five. I was way too confident in that answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's had a few rushing touchdowns, I know. I guess he just doesn't have the yards. No. Um, hmm. I will go with one of my quarterbacks. I know he had at least one good rushing game, but I don't know if he's in the top five. I'll go Dak. All right, I'll give y'all three strikes because <laughs> Dak is not in there either. Oh, God. So is that that's our second strike already, right? Yeah. Shit. I mean, <laughs> you want to you want to go back and forth? Who scrambles a lot? This is not my pick. You look at who scrambles a lot. You got um, Marcus Mariota is always running for his life. You got Kyler Murray running for his life. You have Mitchell Trubisky was running for his life, and Jameis runs for his life. So out of those four, which one would you want to pick? Yeah, I think Kyler has to be on it. I'm down with Kyler. Let's go with Kyler. All right. Yeah, Kyler is number two um, in rushing yards. So, y'all got – y'all still need number three and – wait. Who, y'all said Lamar, Kyler, and that's it? And Josh. And Josh. Josh. Okay. Yeah, so y'all need number uh, four and five. Y'all, you, said, y'all, y'all did say the name of one. Well, when Hunter did, he said the name of one of them. It mm. says which one. <laughs> You got another guess? <laughs> I mean, I'm down now. We've kind of we excluded Patrick Mahomes. Cam Newton didn't run to start off, then he got hurt in his foot. So it's going to be for me. It's either Mitchell Trubisky or Patrick Holmes. It's it's up to you though. I'm letting you pick this one. Mm, you said Trubisky or Mahomes? Yeah, and remember, Trubisky didn't play last week, but yeah. he was running. I guess then. I guess we'll go with Mahomes because I don't think Trubisky played enough game. Game time. No, Mahomes. Ah. He did not make the list. And neither did you. Now, Hunter, I'm a little disappointed in you. You should have got one of these. Because the Jacksonville Jaguars own Gardner Minshew is on the list. Forgot he runs for his life, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it it was uh, Marcus Mariota was number four. Toyota. So he's yes. yeah he's running all right. So for this, I guess that was a little harder than I anticipated. Um, I knew Minshew and Marcus would be hard, but all right. So the second trivia is for tight ends. So here we go. Can y'all tell me? There's only three three of them. There's three tight ends with three or more touchdowns. Can you name those three? Uh, this one is definitely harder than the quarterback one. Uh, you want to start? My first, my first guess is Mark Andrews because I, I think that he has three. Um, 
because he's on my team. So I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I might sound stupid. I'm pretty sure he has three. Yeah. That, um. Shit. Is that okay with you? Yeah, man. Mark Andrews. I stream him in so many leagues. Let's go with it. Yep. Andrews is tied for second with three touchdowns. All right. So I'm trying to think. I remember third leg Greg hadn't scored that much. He only had like one big game for me. Um, Eric Ebron only called. Like all Eric Ebron does is catch touchdowns. <laughs> um, but I don't know if he has three. And they're both on my team because I'm, I'm apparently I'm a tight end hog. But uh, <laughs> you know what? Well, he Evan Ingram hadn't found the end zone that much either. Um. Give me some help here, man. I wonder if this is like a backup tight end. has got three of them. It's going to yeah. throw us off. Yeah, well, I'm just trying to think through. Three touchdowns. That... James O'Shaughnessy, three. O'Shaughnessy? You, you kind of cut out. You said O'Shaughnessy? Yeah, I'm going with James O'Shaughnessy, three touchdowns. That is incorrect. Uh... He does not have three. I will say this. He has two. There are 11 tight ends with two touchdowns, so they didn't make the cut. I'm a Jags kind of guy. Yeah, that's a good guess. So I'm thinking through the, the good tight ends. I don't think Kelsey has three. Um, I don't think Waller has three. Um, I'm going to give you all a hint because this is hard. I would not think about the good ones. Okay. Um one, I'll say this. One guy has been good, but you don't think of him as a stud tight end. Oh, Jimmy Graham, bro. We'll go with that. Jimmy Graham. No, there's no Jimmy no. Graham on the on the list. He has two. Wow. Here we go again. <laughs> this is tough. I'm just trying to think of tight ends who – I feel like it's stolen from good ones. Um, hmm. Or the teams that the teams that have thrown a lot of touchdowns, but I don't. I don't know. There's one that I don't think there's any way I'll get it, but one guy has been. I think he's like number five tied in right now. Um, who's been good? He he wasn't drafted high or anything, but he's been good. I'm gonna spitball a couple names. Just off what he's going off of. Um, do you think that Darren Waller has three yet? I, he has a ton of catches, but I don't. I don't think he has very many touchdowns. Uh, wherever man, wherever you can think of, I'm I'm open. Oh my God, Will Disley, Will Disley. I'm I'm sold. I'm good. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that. Will Disley. All right. Big Will has four touchdowns <laughs> on the year. Nice. God. I'm always so sure of myself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, this next one, I will be very impressed if y'all get this guy. Because um, I will be honest, I didn't know he was on this team. He is not good. I will say that. Not good. Can you t- is he, like, old, young? Gives a hint. Uh, also, he is old. He's pretty old. He's he is between thirty and thirty-five. He has nine catches on the air, and three of them are touchdowns. I don't 
actually before you said old, I was gonna say Austin Hooper all day, but I know you went you went real old now. So this guy's big too. He's big. He's a big dude. Is there any other interesting fact you can tell me about? Because I like I like knowing players. Uh. I mean, there's really not much interesting things about him. Let me see. I can see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He has played for the Cardinals, the Lions, and the Browns. But he is not on any of those teams currently. For the idea. sake of time of this pot for the sake of time of this podcast, um I don't think we're gonna guess this one. Uh, you there, Hunter? Can you tell it what would it would it be fair for you to tell us the team he's on now just for the sake of the time of this podcast? Because I roster hunt hard. Can't hear him. It's uh can you hear me? Okay, now can now I can hear it, yeah. Okay, for the sake of the time of the podcast, can you just tell me, uh, like, what team he plays for, and then we can pretty much guess from there. He plays for the Houston Texans. There's only two players on the Houston Texans. I know Jordan Thomas is hurt. They got the Atkins dude and uh, Darren Fells. And you said he's old? Yeah, he's old. It's Fells, huh? <laughs> it's got to be Darren Fells. It is Darren Fells with three touchdowns. Wow. I literally will stay up at night studying rosters, so sorry if it seems a little weird down there. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. No, yeah, I figured I figured he was going to be a super – there was no way with him, but um, – I think they got Ryan Griffin, too. I think I left him. Right oh, there. yeah. I think – is this – yeah, I guess he's still on that team. But. Well, all right, guys. Good good show yet again. Hunter, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll uh, we'll definitely try to have you back on at some point in the future. Um, for everybody else, if, if anyone else is interested in being on next week, just just send us a message and let us know. But with that, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll be back next week.